0: Welcome to the New Zealand China Council podcast. I'm Rachel Bademont, the Executive Director of the Council. For this podcast, I was delighted to speak to Sir Richard Taylor, co-founder of the world-renowned Weta Workshop. Sir Richard's credits to date include five Oscars, four BAFTAs, and a raft of other international entertainment awards. Sir Richard has a long history of working with China, which extends from model making to TV co-productions to designing major location-based experiences. I started our conversation by recalling the first time I met Sir Richard. I'm not sure that you remember this, but it was in 2004 at a New Zealand Embassy event I was organising to launch Lord of the Rings Return of the King, Uh, and you had come up for that. Uh, and I was organising the event and you entrusted me with your Oscar. <laughs> and I accidentally misplaced it whilst racing around to uh, attend to various jobs. And the look on your face when you asked for your Oscar back and it was clear that I had temporarily uh, set it down somewhere has been ingrained in my memory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> and the, the feeling of horror when I raced around that venue thinking, where did I put the Oscar?
1: <laughs> yeah, like, we we you know they they're obviously very important to us but we do we have utilized the oscars as as in as practical way as we possibly can and uh, i've taken all five oscars up to china on two separate occasions now i remember on that visit uh, i had the good fortune of visiting a number of schools and I took the Oscars with me to each of those schools. And uh, I'd hand them out into the audience. Uh, and the oh, the ruckus it created was unbelievable. And, uh, you know, the, the school teachers were very anxious about these Oscars. But they'd always end up being handed all the way back through the crowd of kiddies and back onto the front of the stage. So... um You maybe my expression was one of pensive concern, but not deep concern. So uh.
0: I I think it's more ingrained in my memory, and I'm glad that you still uh, were able to to uh, get back the one that I I set down. So so that's a relief. But Sir Richard, um, I think your story is quite well known, but I think your China journey is lesser known. Uh, So today for the China Council podcast, I think it would be really fascinating for people to find out how your journey uh, in China started.
1: Um, terrific. Uh, yes, I, I don't think I've ever really talked about uh, my relationship with China other than up in China, where I've done it quite a bit because uh, uh, we're somewhat of a novelty at times uh, up in China uh, around what we do. And that's been really lovely, having that level of press interest and uh, and excitement. And the the evolution of our... Uh, interaction with China has been a very interesting one. Uh, it's, it's a bit bitsy, but I'll try and put the pieces together as uh, succinctly as possible for you. When I was in my uh, early teens, I, no, I don't even think I was in my teens, uh, my mother, uh, who had trained at the Ardmore Teachers' Training College, informed me that there was a closing down sale of the, li- of the library at the Ardmore Teachers Training College. And uh, I went along to it. And at that library closing down sale, I bought two things. I bought a triptych of the Garden of Earthly Delights as this dog-eared print. At the same time, I bought a black and white photographic book of a collection of images done by some unknown artist, a sculptor in some unknown land. And that book fascinated me, and I started to copy the sculptures out of that book. I did it by digging clay out of a creek on the back of the farm. I used that book to self-train when I started our little business. uh, I used to print out pictures out of that book for inspiration. I taught our staff out of that book, and so on. That book was a Chinese artist, and I'll get back to him shortly. Uh, Jump forward uh, 20-plus years, and we're finishing on Lord of the Rings. China has not even blipped on my radar. And uh, we're finishing on the first film of Lord of the Rings. And I realise, due to my love of what are called garage kits. Garage kits are models made by predominantly... Uh, young uh, men and women around the world, produced in their garages, shipped in shoeboxes with a sticky label on the front, of sculptures primarily of pop culture characters. And I have been an avid collector and builder of these for years. If your listeners have watched the movie 40-Year-Old Virgin... It's the thing that that guy builds. <laughs> I'll leave you to sum up your own conclusion on that. But, uh, but I, uh, I loved making these things. And so off the strength of that, of the strength of our love of um, desire to stay connected as much as possible to Lord of the Rings we decided to start a collectibles company. And in fact, the room that I'm sitting in with Rachel is our boardroom, but around us is 200 of the original masters of those collectibles. And directly behind Rachel's head is a Balrog, is a Wraith on horseback. Um, uh, there uh, There is a Rohan soldier riding down the embankment on the back of his horse and even Gollum is peeking over Rachel's shoulder so uh, the the room is, is now filled with these beautiful artifacts created by our team but of course we couldn't manufacture them in New Zealand cost effectively enough to put them out to the world and that required a relationship in China and that's what originally took me to China very very thankfully for me Uh, the very first Chinese person I ever engaged with um, at a commercial business level was a man called Fred Tang. And Fred Tang became uh, one of my closest friends. And him and I have travelled the world together. We have travelled China together. we spend evenings when I'm in China staying in his apartment philosophising about uh, uh, the future, about China and New Zealand relationships. I believe that Fred has played a significant role in the in the bridge between our two countries through his generosity of spirit, his charm as human. I know Rachel has met uh, Fred on more than one occasion. And Fred opened up his... Workshops to me and his uh, his his life to me, and um, that facilitated such a instant deep understanding of the opportunities within China that I could never have got if I hadn't had that relationship. The most significant endeavour was Fred building in one year. Uh, uh, the construction of 10 non-flying, but fully working Lancaster bombers for a project that we were associated with. We built the masters in New Zealand, and Fred went ahead and and built them in uh, China, taking 90 high-top, 40-foot shipping containers to ultimately ship them to the client, and they were perfect. So he had an eagerness to expand his um, world because of our world. Meanwhile, we were building our collectibles uh, business and uh, he was playing a major part in that. So it was actually a manufacturing endeavor that then led into an entrepreneurial art endeavor that first um, gave me the opportunity to engage with China. Uh, Many years later, uh, we had the chance to go to Chengdu this wonderful husband and wife team of Gammon Crombie, an expat, and his wife, Xia uh not only hosted us at an incredible level, uh, they also uh, introduced us to the extraordinary hospitality that can be found in China through local governments. And uh, and we had an amazing time raising money uh, through the Dr. Grohlbutt's exhibition for the Sichuan Earthquake Relief Fund and uh, and getting out and meeting kids around the schools. Not only was that uh, exciting for me, uh, it was actually on that trip that I had one of the truly most unique moments in my life. And I, and it's worth just touching on that for a moment. Uh, I had mentioned the book, the black and white photographic book. We'd been to the school which I was talking about with the Oscars, handing out the Oscars, and we were late for a meeting. In fact, Ree, who's sitting in the room with me right now, was with me, and my dear friend Greg Broadmore, the inventor of the world of Dr. Grawbortz, was with me. And we're tearing back across the city uh, to get back to a, uh, a critical meeting with the, um, the head of local government. And uh, we're driving through the sculpture precinct, and I just can't help myself. I beg the driver to pull over on the side of the road. He pulls over randomly uh, in the middle of this uh, four-lane road, uh, driving past multiple sculpting studios, as you see in China. Uh, And I ran across this um, four-lane motorway-type road, and... uh, delved into this beautiful little studio on the side of the road and i spent a um a short while walking around on returning back to uh, the entrance with re um uh, biting at my heels trying to get me back in the car a elderly sculptor was standing there sculpting a beautiful piece of art and through the translator i got chatting to him He gestured that he was going to nip off and grab something. And what he came back with was his portfolio. He opened his portfolio and he was the man that had done the sculptures from the book that inspired my career. And that was one of the most uh, impactful moments in my life. Um, I told him my story. I showed him photographs of our work. He didn't really believe me, I don't think. but he went along with it. Uh, So I invited him to the opening of our exhibition the next day. Uh, He just sat quietly in the crowd. I didn't even know he had bothered turning up till I was actually on stage. There was 500 dignitaries, special guests that Jar May had organised and and Gavin was connected to and we were having this incredible opening and you know putting your hands on the electric ball and all this neat stuff and, and uh, it felt all very special and then I saw uh, Professor Zhao Sutong sitting in the audience and I quickly related our meeting of yesterday, I asked him to stand up which he did, everyone applauded him and then I took him into the exhibition I was showing him around our art collection uh, and he was suitably impressed but it was not until I walked him up to a sculpture that I had done which I had utilized inspiration from his compositions that the penny truly dropped and he broke down and cried and he realized that this connection across the world was there and he um, became a mentor we brought him to New Zealand with his, uh, with his nephew and uh, one of his sculptors uh, who had understudied with him. Uh, he helped me sculpt the Rugby World Cup sculpture, which is in central Wellington and uh, he became a massively influential person in my life. Sadly, two years ago, he passed away in his elderly age, but he has left a artistic imprint across China at a monumental level. So hence why Chengdu, that visit, is very special to me. We retook the exhibition back to China years later due to the wonderful uh, friendship I have with Stanley Tong. Stanley started his career off as a stuntman Working with Bruce Lee. He became a director, a producer. He's done many of Jackie Chan's movies. So, around the exhibition, we did another charity fundraiser for the children's welfare of China and on one night alone managed to raise 1.1 million US dollars at a uh, dinner function hosted by Jackie Chan which was hilarious and amazing and, uh, and one, one beautiful evening in, in China. Now these social situations have relevance as my story progresses a little bit. Uh, it all gets a bit muddly here because I then, uh, I, was, I was traveling quite extensively with Fred. Uh, we were doing a variety of different creative enterprises up in China uh, and we were continuing to manufacture our collectibles, our fine art. We were doing collaborative film uh, work together, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, at some point along that journey, for for multiple occasions, there was opportunities to collaborate around the entertainment industry in China. And although we had had many and very fruitful discussions with the China Film Group and the Beijing Film um uh community etc cetera, etc cetera. we uh, we had never really cemented anything uh my wife and i co-own a children's television production company called pukeko pictures which makes uh uh educational stem learning shows for little kiddies all over the world uh we had the great fortune of meeting the folk from shambala and shambala is a entertainment based company doing their own IP and uh, production development out of Beijing. And uh, we became friends with uh, Mr. Mung, his son Pablo and Chris, uh, the general manager. And that friendship has grown in strength over the years. Now, in fact, we have the first ever uh, preschool co-production between China and anywhere else in the world, uh, supported by SAFT and uh, now, playing across China and uh, that was in the form of cadets. We've now done book-hungry bears with them as well and we've got other wonderful things in the planning. Uh, That relationship has grown significantly, uh, seeing us uh, start to develop location-based experiences for them for China. So another adjunct to the story. And I guess, you know, when I reflect on the last 21 years, there's been a number of sort of catalytic moments that have caused my journey uh, into China and how we have built our relationships with China to be cemented. I guess, reflecting on the story I've just shared, there's probably one moment above all others, and that was the moment that new zealand and china were about to sign the free trade agreement helen clark our prime minister helen clark was in power and i'd already been working up in china for about 10 years and i i just realized that this was probably going to be one of the most important moments politically that i could witness in my lifetime so i chose to travel up there and be part of it, as you were invited to be if you were a New Zealand business person. And once again, my assistant, Ree came with me. I think Ree had only just started with me, maybe only a few months earlier, and I was whisking her off to China for this incredible event. And um, that trade agreement uh, moment was critical because on the aeroplane home, I I reflected on it. And I thought to myself, that was an amazing moment uh, politically and at a business level. But it's sort of beholden on people such as myself to, uh, to play our part in finding that same strength in the cultural bridge between the two countries, especially artistically. And uh, from that moment forward, that's what I've tried to, to some level, tirelessly do. I've tried to build a cultural connection between us and China. We lecture in China, we uh, hire young artists from China, we have uh, incredibly talented artists on the workshop floor here in New Zealand that we have brought over, we've nurtured, we've um, we've uh, introduced one of the most uh, significant, now owns a house here in Miramar, is married, uh, has uh, become our most primary art director and contact between China and our workshop. In the form of Sam Gal, uh, and Sam and his wife Tiger have become critical members of our team, and uh, now play an imperative role between the uh, the companies we work with in China, specifically our wonderful friend Shambala and uh, and Weda Workshop. and uh, Long may it last, because um i i I love the relationship that we have with this incredible country, with the people that we have had the great pleasure of working with uh, of the New Zealanders that live up there and uh, and support people like us when we are there, and uh you know above all else, what I love is the optimism you know we 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 see daily in China people that may be incredibly challenged economically uh socially at times but they always have the optimism on waking up in the morning that tomorrow's going to be better so i've enjoyed my journey and um it's nice to share this moment with you rachel and uh and talk about it probably for the first time ever. And uh, it's been a terrific chance to expand my horizons and my colleagues and friends that work with me at the company uh, to another world beyond the four walls of our workshop here in Wellington, New Zealand.
0: Thank you to the wonderful Sir Richard Taylor. You can find photos from Sir Richard's China journey on our website, nzchinacouncil.org.nz don't forget to follow us on Twitter at NZ China Council or LinkedIn. Thanks for listening.